Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I publish and edit theweeklydriver.com, and I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group. And my friend is Bruce Aldrich. He's here with me again this you morning. You had to think about it, didn't you? Well, I wasn't going to introduce Indy first, because we have a, a, a consulting editor, Indy, the Wonder Dog, the, the Dobie who uh, likes to listen while we're talking about podcasting. She's falling asleep now. Um, but we're here today to um, talk about a number of things. We don't have a guest today on this episode, but there's an awful lot going on in the automotive world. And um, boy, today we're going to talk about a few things that are pretty wild. But we're going to start off with the car that Bruce and I are reviewing this week. And, um, you know, cars are cars, uh, unless you get a really special car, which Every once in a while, we're lucky enough to drive and to examine and to review. And this week, uh, for a few days, I have the uh, good fortune of having a 2021 Rolls-Royce Ghost. And, uh, you know, Rolls-Royce names all of its cars after ghosts. There's the Wraith, and there's the Phantom, and there's the Ghost. And uh, this 2021 uh, Ghost, even in the first day... We've had it. It was delivered yesterday, and we've had some experiences with people looking at the car um, while we're driving or while we're parked, people's reactions. I had two wonderful reactions this morning. I haven't told Bruce yet. There were um, people just uh, outside taking a break from their workplace. They happened to be at UCD Med Center, and there were four or five doctors or nurses, and they all simultaneously turned their head at once to look at the car go by, and it was it was great, but... Um, that today we're going to talk, focus on that. <clears throat> we're also going to talk about a book that arrived yesterday, and we've talked about this uh, authors of these Corvette books before. But uh, in front of us is the brand new book about the mid-engine Corvette, and it updates. Uh, it looks like a previous edition of a Corvette book, but it's all new and images. And Bruce has been studying it, so he's going to talk about that. And then we're going to cover Tiger Woods and uh, his unfortunate... <laughs> his good driving his skills. His great driving skills <laughs> yesterday. And, of course, there's no toxicology report yet. There's no uh, blame or unblame or whatever. But it sure looks like he um, is going to have difficulty uh, returning to his golfing career. And he basically, he's lucky to be alive. And so every day there's an update. Since it happened yesterday, there's been three or four updates. So we're going to talk about Tiger Woods in his... Uh, Genesis uh, GV80 that he was driving, uh, the first SUV that um, Genesis has put out, and seems to me Genesis is looking pretty good today. But anyway, Bruce, um, why don't you start? Uh, we've been we've been talking about this Rolls Royce, and just give give us uh, the the listeners some overviews of you know what what we're doing in a Rolls Royce and what it's all about in your opinion. Beautiful car, yeah. And number one, it looks like a battle tank. Yes. And this one is gray. Right. Of all colors. I mean, gray just sounds... Tempest gray. It, it sounds horrible. Right. But it's a glossy gray. Yes. But it is battleship gray, glossy. And it just makes this tank <laughs> look more like a tank. Right. So it's very eye-turning, just the color alone. Just the color alone. And with black, um, glossy wheels, 21-inch wheels on the rolls. Um what we really like about it is how well it drives. It's yes. quiet. Yes, smooth. Um, it's, I guess its size and its color makes it ostentatious. Mm -hmm. If it weren't for that, it would just be a large car. Right. 
but uh, it's a special car. It's In- a special inside car. is oh the seating, mm-hmm. all four seats, front and rear. They have uh, full adjustability. Yes. Um, Plenty of room. Of course, you have your uh, you know your champagne flutes in the back with its own little cooler. Yes. Those, those are always there, right? In a, right. In a rolls. In a rolls. Uh, huge uh, screens in the back. Workstations. Workstations and or if you got the kids back there, they're going to be playing games. Yes, without their crayons and spilt chocolate milk. (laughs) No crayons, thank you. No crayons. Um, And the doors close themselves. Doors doors close themselves. You got the umbrellas uh, embedded in the the side of the doors. Suicide doors. Suicide doors. On the back doors. On the back doors. The Wraith is suicide on the front. That's right. Now, this is a four door, and so the back doors are suicide doors. Yes. Um, I have some numbers in front of me. It's a um, 6.6 liter, 563 horsepower, turbocharged, eight-speed automatic. It's rear-wheel drive. and um, It gets up and goes, even though it's something like 5,500 pounds. Yeah, 5,540 pounds. And I think, you know, they only – I was looking at some numbers last night. They only make uh, 5,000, between five and 6,000 Rolls-Royce uh, vehicles each year worldwide and I don't know if young people we have I have one friend Bruce's Brett met him um, who studies cars and and knows the Rolls-Royce badge when you see it but I was wondering on the way over if you if you talk to some young people uh, let's just take 35 and under if they know what a Rolls-Royce is if they've ever seen one if they know that it's, it's history and you know it's been a premier car forever Older people like us, we know, I mean, that was when when I was growing up and we might see a Rolls Royce, my family weren't really car people, but we would say, gosh, there's a Rolls Royce, you know, and it'd be just, they were so rare uh, that... Um, well, I think they see them in music videos now. Yes. You know, gangsters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> musicians have them. Yes. You know, people who want to show off have them, that's for sure. Yeah, and you get to uh, uh, choose your... Uh, what kind of constellation you want on the headliner, right? And um, it's it's difficult to to realize that these cars are sold, purchased before they're available. So people put in their orders, and um, you build it the way you want. You, you build you, it the way you want. Thank you. You choose the hides. You choose the yes, all the various colors, the stitching, the yeah. outside colors, and and. Uh, it's amazing it's what amazing you can do. What you can do. Of course, a lot of people do, I think, just buy, like, I know down in um, L.A. type area, there is, uh, they have some dealerships down there. Mm-hmm. And you can go on t- into the dealership and just buy one off off of their lot. Oh, you can. You can yes. buy a... Uh, but the dealership does the uh, ordering, and they, they specify what gotcha. they want, what they think customers will want. Gotcha. That's but f- every one is special ordered, apparently. Gosh, and uh, so everyone's going to be different. If you think about, um, I think some, there's some number out there that a Toyota Corolla somewhere in the world is selling every 30 seconds, right? So if you have 5,000 cars made worldwide, and there's 365 days in a year, but <laughs> you're selling two a day, uh, somewhere less than two a day somewhere in the world. If I did that, you know, crazy math in my head halfway correctly. You just don't sell very many, I and mean, they don't make very many, which is why... Hence the price. Hence the price at 335 base price and about 420 uh, with the options. 
which of course is why yesterday we had um, two just extraordinarily different reactions uh, in the community. So Bruce, how about if you handle the one that we went to Old Style Deli to get a sandwich and what happened after that? Yeah, a couple of slobs stop <laughs> stop in at the local deli in a rolls, right? And people are staring. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's a ridiculous car, right? And uh, a kid, one kid I saw from one of the tables out there. He was with his dad, and I think that's his brother. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a few minutes later, he came in. I saw him coming in. He came right to me, ignored James here. Just, yeah. <laughs> James is nothing. Went right to me. He said, "Excuse me, sir." What kind of job do you have to have to afford a car like that? Oh, it was it was beautiful. Out of this young, dare I say, kind of Opie Taylor, uh, 16, 17 16 year old kid with a curiosity, and I really like what you said later when we were having our lunch. What you thought might have transpired uh, in the family, like the dad might have. I said, think the dad sent the the kid in. And yeah. Said, what the heck do those guys do? Right, right. <laughs> and um, son, if you want to know, just go ask them. Right. Yeah. Of course, we told them. You know, we're we're nobodies that are just, you know, reviewing the car, and it's nice to, you know, to be able to drive a car like that. Right, but, right. But we don't own it. No, we don't own it. We wished we would have let him go look at the car, but we didn't think it. We were in the line, and we didn't we didn't cater to him. I, I'm thinking now we should have. It, it, was a, it was a lesson learned for me, too, because sometimes over the years, people see review cars parked in front of your house, and uh, it gets a little tiresome sometimes, and I don't mean this to be... It's going to just sound crazy because people ask, how come you have all these cars? And sometimes I, I say, well, I steal them. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to tell I'm a car reviewer uh, because then, they, then it, it begs more questions. But sometimes uh, you just tell them that. But with this young fellow, I have to admit for a nanosecond, I thought, I'm going to be a little bit of a smart aleck here. And then at, for another nanosecond, I said, why would I ever do that to this young kid who asked two grown men? about the car. So you're right, Bruce, we should have said, Hey, would you like, you know, would you like to take a look at it? And, and you know, what kind of cars do you like? Or, um, you know, we could have played um, surrogate father or grandfather a little bit to this boy. And I'm sure he would have appreciated it, but we, I didn't, I, didn't I was think thinking it. he appreciated the car. Yes. Not the, not the money part. Right. Just the really car. wanted to know about the car. Cause you yes. don't see them every day. Well, lesson learned for me next time, if we, you know, we have a you know, down the road a bit, I'm going to get some other uh, rare special cars. And uh, if that happens again, I'll, I'll know to yeah. spend some time, you know, with, the, with somebody. That maybe summarizes the car right there, right? It's the stuff of dreams. It's the stuff of dreams. And, and <clears throat> that's a good thing, right? Right. The other example yesterday. Not everybody's going to attain it, but no. why not have that as the goal? And, and plenty of people would say, look, if you have $400,000 to buy in a car, up to buy a car with, why would you... Why would you do that? Why don't you buy your wife a hundred thousand dollar car and buy your, you know, your son one? And why, why don't you buy three cars or four cars? There's plenty of people who would say that, and I and I get that. Sure. But for many people, this is a car of dreams, and they buy one because they've had success, and this, you know, somehow defines them. That's that's just fine too. Um, the other example yesterday, I was coming home from Bruce's house, and. Uh, I was turning left at a major intersection in town, and a car pulled up to the right of me. And I looked over, and I, I didn't. It was it was two younger guys, and they were making some sort of gestures. I didn't know what the gestures were. They were, um, uh, I think, they were some sort of gang gang gestures. But the <laughs> but these guys had uh, you know smiles on their face, 
and I rolled down the window, and they were saying, "Yo, homie, you know that's what." I, they were just they were ecstatic, but it was the complete opposite of what we'd experienced earlier in the day with this uh, teenage boy. So, I guess it would be the the juxtaposition from one part of society appreciating the car to another part of society appreciating the car, and for all different reasons. So. You know what a what a wonderful um, slice of life I had twice. What were they driving? Um, they were driving a car that was lucky to be on the road. <laughs> it was okay. a beat up old. You know, I'm not going to mention the brand, but just a beat up old car with, uh, you know, uh, lots of dents and bruises and rusts and uh, rust and um, spilling ga- uh, spilling uh, smoke so out of the tailpipe. Most everybody can appreciate that role, then. Yes. Most everybody yep. can appreciate that rolls. And if they got home, if they got to where they were going in the car they were driving, they were they were fortunate. <laughs> but I'll put it that way. So we're, we have a couple of more days with the rolls, and um, it's just going to be fun to to uh, see what other people say about it and and look at its luxury and to do some more research on the company uh, and its transition uh, over the years. Remember the great commercial? We've talked about this before, where there's a a guy with gray poupon mustard, um, and the two rolls. Oh yeah, you're dating you, yourself there, da- pal. Da- I am dating myself, but a rolls, unlike any other car. I mean, there's plenty of beautiful cars, but unlike any other car, rolls has a just a special attachment to its legacy that no other car has. I think. Yeah, Bentley's close, obviously. Bent- Bentley's close, and they have some relationship there, right? Very close relationship. Yeah, but so, it's still it's still different. It's still different. So yeah. Anyway, uh, Bruce, we have this book in front of you if you want to transition. Corvette into- Stingray, The Mid-Engine Revolution. Yeah. And this book, I guess it uh, came out of GM's corporate office, I guess. Yes. Or at least partially. Mm-hmm. And it has all the pictures, but it's a, it's a study of the mid-engine uh, vets and how it came to be, really. Mm-hmm. And basically, the, uh, the, the champion of the mid-engine Corvette is this guy named Zora, hyphenated rear last name. Mm-hmm. Arcus Duntoff. Good he enough was a for me. Cor- Corvette engineer. Mm-hmm. He was a Russian, then to Germany, mm-hmm. and then after the war or during the war, he came over to America because he had uh, he was Jewish. Oh, and so he escaped there and went to Ellis Island. Next thing you know, he's he's on the Corvette team in the early fifties. Oh, and this guy. You did your homework, man. Zora, you did your homework. Well, it's this book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zora. Um, he always wanted a mid-engine vet. I don't really know why. He just thought it was. He was a racer, mm-hmm. and he just thought it was the best, uh, the best platform to make a fast car. Yes. And he he developed at least uh, there was the CRV. There was three different mo- models of that, mm-hmm. and some XP models. So he built numerous um, mock-ups mm-hmm. and or test mules for mid-engine and GM. Yes. The big shots just wouldn't uh, wouldn't approve it. Finally, died like twenty years ago, so he never never saw his dream come to the road. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so now the vets obviously it's uh, mid engine. We love it. We it was a we, car, our car of the year. Yep, and uh, not quite the same as the Rolls Royce, but uh, when we had that car for a week, uh, boy, it attracted a lot of attention, and boy, was it beautiful. And uh, it, there was just. It sold. I think I read the other day. I got a press release that uh, it sold. Uh, how am I going to say this? Sorry. Uh, for a debut car, it sold better than any other car of that 
uh, high-end caliber, the best-selling sports car ever for its first month, whatever that, however that goes. But obviously, huge, hugely successful uh, when it's it just came out last August or September, I think. And uh, unlike any other car, and um, you know, it could have been a complete bust, but it was a complete success. It's just stunning and great. it was quiet it was like it was that we thought it could be a good daily driver that's right thank you i forgot it about was that. it was so quiet it wasn't a rattle trap uh easy to get into a little hard to get out but not too bad no i mean other cars are worse and and far better than any other corvette that i've been in uh in terms oh, of space. Yeah. and yeah. the uh um, visibility yeah, at least perfect. the front and sides was just amazing because the hood's lower because the engine's not sitting up there i think there's one other thing about when you when you take uh, when you show a car that you have to a, a, a friend uh, who's not a car person, and they love it. This was the case of this two, two very close friends who, they don't care that much about cars, but they love this car. It's, nice it's nice to look at. <laughs> so um, anyway, this book again, Bruce, it's called uh, it's Facing You. So what is it called again? Corvette Stingray, the mid-engine revolution. And it's One thing I learned about in that book mm -hmm. When we drove it, we I was thinking, how can I rev up the motor? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. put it in neutral. If, in other words, if it was a stick shift, they're not stick shift anymore. They're no. a, they're a dual, dual clutch transmissions now. So right. how how do you rev it up? If you pull the paddle shifters back at oh. the same time, that put puts it into neutral. Oh, okay. So you can blip the throttle or whatever you want to. When you're going through the drive-through at exactly, Starbucks, exactly, exactly through Starbucks at McDonald's. <laughs> yes. You pull okay. both paddle shifters back, and that puts you in neutral, and you drop them, and you're back in gear again. I wish I would have known that. I know. So that, Next time, it'll. That's even a better car now. So that's uh, and this book is available like the other Corvette books we've had. Uh, it's a nice coffee table size book. It, it weighs a ton, and it's available on Amazon, I'm sure, and all the other uh, book locations. Now it's forty five dollars. And uh, boy, if you have any interest in Corvette, it's it's pretty thorough. Uh, Very uh, of this phenomenon of the mid-engine Corvette, which is going to just be an iconic car, I'm sure, for years to come. The latest C8, which is what, what yes. is currently out there. Yes, it, it was called Blackjack. The development of it, it was the Blackjack Jack. Project Blackjack, and it was like 20 it years. It was all secretive. No, it was oh. I didn't catch the years on that, yeah. but I, it's the latest development, probably four or five years. Oh, four or five I'm, I'm years, guessing. okay. Maybe I read but in some review that super it was thought secret. about for many years. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been thought about since the 50s. This since the 50s. Zora wanted a mid-engine. so he's, Since that time he wanted yeah. it. Okay, gotcha. CERV 1, 2, 3, and numerous XP projects, all were mid-engine. Gotcha. Gosh, Bruce, that's... Finally a, coming up the blackjack where they actually developed the car. You just got the book yesterday, and you... <laughs> man, you got I should have wrote the book, huh? You should have written the book. You had a lot of knowledge for an overnight read. That's good. Um, well, uh, not a very good transition, but yesterday, as the entire world knows now, um, Tiger Woods was involved in a single car crash, Southern California, on a road that's known for being dangerous, uh, and... He suffered uh, leg injuries, uh, pretty extensive on one leg. Uh, he's conscious. He's um, heard he had a rod put up one of his he legs. Yeah, rod so and and plates put in one of his legs. His ankles are not so good. Uh, and I, who, who, what do I know? But his golfing career certainly in limbo at best. And um, how many back surgeries? He's had five total. Wow. And he's had twelve operations, I believe, total. Uh, from other parts of his body. He's 45 years old, and he had just had his fifth back surgery uh, in January, early January or late December, 
and he hadn't uh, played for a while. He played in a father-son tournament. That was his last thing that he did with his son. And he was in Southern California. He very involved with the Genesis um, title sponsorship of the golf tournament down there. And he was driving this Genesis, the new SUV. It rolled, and uh, they pulled him out with the jaws of life. He was conscious, and and he had surgery yesterday. And so every hour or so, there's an update on his condition, his future, you know, what's going to happen. But um, since we're an automotive uh, podcast, uh, we care about the automotive world, um, one friend mentioned, how how is Genesis going to spin this to make it sound like it wasn't Genesis' fault? Well, the opposite is true. It saved his life. You know, the airbags deployed. The car didn't burst into flames or roll down an embankment. <laughs> so I think Genesis um, looks looks pretty damn good from from my perspective. Saw some of the helicopter footage and um, well, so it looks good if there was no uh, impairment. That's right. And if there's some kind of impairment, they don't want to obviously wouldn't ever touch him again with a ten foot pole. No, no. And of course, it's Tiger Woods, and you know maybe the most famous, most recognizable athlete. Uh, in the world, I, I would venture to say, maybe. Um, the last SUV he had, didn't his uh, wife, his ex-wife, yeah. bash it out with a, one of his golf clubs? Yes, that was his first automobile accident, and uh, that was in a Buick, and so GM uh, severed its relationship. I shouldn't use the word severed, but ended its relationship with with Tiger, and then he, he was in an accident. Um, the second accident was when he uh, was arrested for DUI, and he said that he didn't know the uh, medications he was taking would have an effect on his ability to drive. And and so he apologized for that. And now this is his third one uh, in 12 years, third accident, all of which could have been fatal, all of which weren't fatal. Fortunately, they all just involved him, right? And didn't hit anyone else, That's at least. right. That's right. So everybody's talking about it. So we our two cents worth would be, you know, come on, Tiger, um, hire a driver. Don't ever drive again. I think you can afford one. Don't I think you can afford one. Buy you can buy Uber. You could buy Lyft, or just pay somebody good money, a professional driver, and have them available. Have them sitting out there in the right. in the nice Rolls Royce Ghost. Make it any color you want, Tiger. Right. Do whatever you want. Uh, when you want to have your adult beverages, if you have to take your medications, whatever. Invite your friends to go on the roads. Drink drink all you want. Do whatever you want, but have somebody else drive the car. Lastly, I guess we could talk about uh, if there's any other uh, area that you want to cover, Bruce. I think um, you guys are going to go on a little trip for a while. And are you taking Aline's car or your car? Yeah, we're going up Highway 1 uh, today up out of uh, Bay Area up north. We're going to take the uh, the Mercedes. Okay. And uh, on 101, I know uh, in Big Sur, if you went Actually, 101. Highway 1. Highway 1. And so south on Highway 1, they're just starting to rebuild the area that fell by Big Sur. Do you have, have you noticed, is there anything on Highway 1 North that, that got damaged? And, and I hadn't heard. I don't okay. think, I think okay. we're all good. So Highway 1 is the coast route. Yes. And it takes a little longer. And do either of you or Aline have motion sickness at all? Aline does a little bit. Yeah, you got to stop every once in a while? I guess I got too much of a lead foot or something, but yeah. I can slow down. Uh, so the Mercedes? Um, it's a GLC 300, so it's just pedestrian pedestrian yep. not quite a rolls but a nice no, car no and and you're not taking with your subi you're taking the beast sometimes because subis are known for a, being a good dog car yeah we're not taking the dog today, not taking the so. dog so how many miles will you put on the mercedes up and back you think a thousand 
Oh no, we're we're it'd be more like 500. 500 all. miles. Okay. So we'll um, we'll see you next week, everybody, for another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. So to reiterate, um, if I'll you, see if I put it in the ditch. Yeah, see, that's right. I'll roll it. Yeah, roll it. So uh, you know, look forward to this book on Amazon. It's a wonderful, uh, good, good long read, a coffee table book about the new mid-engine Corvette Tiger. Take care of yourself, please, and and have a, a, a come to whatever meeting and uh, realize that you want to watch your kids grow old. And um, everyone if, else aspire to a Rolls, Rolls Royce. Royce. A Rolls Royce. Um, whether you're uh, somebody from one part of the community uh, or a young boy in, a, in an old beat up deli that was just, it was priceless to watch this guy come over to us. And um, the lesson learned next time, we're going to see if the person wants to take a look at it and try not to be boastful and just show what how great an automobile can be built and, and yep. the wonders of it. So, okay, everybody, talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. See you, everyone.